potential for greatness lives within each of us. I dare. My name is Nikki Dare. I dare was born of personal hardship, triumph, and the desire to succeed. I dare, the acronym for integrity of diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment is the hallmark of my life, derived from learning to evolve through difficult circumstances. Growth experiences necessarily result from these challenges. Without the obstacles, we never would know the true meaning of success or feel the exaltation of triumphing over adversity. My personal mission, therefore, is to help you encounter your purpose and live your best, best life by unearthing your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. I did, and so can you. It's about personal empowerment and unlocking your inner potential. I Dare, therefore, is a way of life. Please join me to discover your inner potential by sharing some of our own challenges. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and joining me today. Let's make it a blessed, joyful week this week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio. Heard worldwide by millions of listeners with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast hosted by Nikki Dare is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of iDare Inc., a registered 501c3 with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. IDARE is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Nikki Dare is the published author of The Audacity of Veracity, a columnist, Women in the Field of Western Outdoor News, California's publication of Fishing and Hunting. Ms. Dare is a certified firearms instructor in rifle, shotgun, and handgun, RSO, range safety officer, and CERT, Community Emergency Response Training member, a FEMA certified training, women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned BPR change management consultant since her early 20s in transforming companies, and decades later, she is reinventing her purpose. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Happy to have you on board, by the way. Thank you. You are just amazing. You're incredible. Thank you so much. And it's so deep. You know, your stories are so deep. And then just, you know how many people are listening to this? My podcast has been listened. I mean, you wouldn't believe 60, 60,000, maybe, oh, listeners. Wow. It depends on the topic. So the topic like this one that's very, you know, sensitive and then it's very resonating, very compelling, very significant to a lot of women, maybe just not just women, but also men, you know, that's going through it. Children, maybe, you know, teenagers, you know, that's going through abusive relationship. So let's go start. Let's get on this. 
because I can't wait. I, I really appreciate this, yeah, by the way. The society's dirty little secret. Oh my God. And then you this, know what? It is, it is the truth that sometimes the truth is the truth. You know, I mean, you, you tell it as it is and it becomes significant to a lot of people that's listening. Yeah. All right. Let's just start right now. Can we start? Yes. Should we start? Let's go ahead. Okay, good. All right. Let's see. All right. This is showing. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, according to National Domestic Violence Hotline, I'm, I'm going to share you some statistics here. Nearly three in 10 women, approximately 29% in the U.S. alone, have experienced rape, some kind of physical violence, and are including stalking. As an average, 24 people per minute are victims of rape, physical violence, and uh, stalking by an intimate partner in the U.S. alone. That's more than 12 million women and men over the course of a year. So what are we saying here in summary? Nearly half of all women and men in the U.S. have experienced psychological aggression but an intimate partner in their lifetime. And let's not exclude how children, kids can be affected by all of this. Here are some more statistics I want to share with you all. A child witnessed violence nearly one in four. That's about 22% violence cases filed in the U.S. That's just numbers documented in filing. And lastly, in 2018, here's another statistic. National Hotline was able to answer 70% of the calls, emails, texts, including online chats that came in at a rate of about 1,000 to 1,200 per day. Yes, staggering numbers, just wow. So great topic today we will cover this morning on overcoming surviving childhood trauma, abusive relationships, and starting over. How do you respond to these challenges? All right. Apa kabar? Selamat pagi. Buenos dias. I'm Nikki Dare, your host. All right, guys. How are you? Good to have you all back here on We Talk. We call this We Talk Women Empowerment this morning. I'm super excited this morning. As you can see, with our guest, lovely guest beautiful guest who has the background and hands-on experiences in this overcoming these challenges in her personal journey. It is deep. It is an incredibly empowering story. Yes, it takes such immense courage to break and set free. We all know that. It is personal, up and raw, sharing her truth, which has brought her to her happiness, peace, and abundance of wisdom and inspiration. My exclusive guest this morning, Sharon Rivera, I'm so honored to have you here today. Published author and a poet. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to our show. We talk. How are you doing, my dear? I'm doing very good. How about yourself? I'm excited to have you, as you can tell. I like to start the show. Yeah, likewise. I like to start the show instead of reading a long bio that has all of your accolades, impeccable. Uh, achievements. I want to hear your story, your personal story, which I can only Im imagine. So yeah. much uh, turns, peaks and valleys, which you took, you know, it takes you to uh, today. You know, how did you respond to these challenges? Um, if you would have talked to me 14 years ago, 12 years ago, I would have never been able to admit that I was in an abusive relationship, marriage. Um, because I couldn't even admit it to myself, like many women. I was in denial. And denial. Uh, 
Yeah, I was in denial. And, you know, in my life, I, my, I had a very broken childhood. Um, I didn't have that solid family foundation. Both of my parents yeah. were mentally ill and homeless. And my grandparents raised me. And um, they really, you know, they raised me with love, but they were old school and really pushed me to get married. And I found myself, um, I want to say settled for a man that was older than me. And there was many red flags in the relationship already. It, the physical abuse didn't start right away. It started out with okay. mental, verbal, emotional abuse that I ended up tolerating. And then the physical started and I ended up settling, even though he had put his hands on me before and I forgave him trying to understand him thinking I could change him. And it went on for 10 years like that. My whole twenties, I spent um, really settling for abuse and forgetting my worth as a woman. Yeah. Forgetting my power. Right. It, it's like a mental immunity, you know, it's like, um, I, I call it this mental immunity. My norm. That became it's right. It's, it's the vein of your emotional resilience, right? I mean, go ahead. I mean, it's just yeah. very, very, very denial. You just completely. And like most women, society tends to have this stigma that, um, you, first of all, you feel kind of um, ashamed to admit that you're being abused. They, society has a stigma that you must be weak for tolerating this. So most women that I have talked to that have been in similar situations, I have found that they are not weak women like myself. They're very strong women, women that are able to put on their game face and go to work and show the world this one side of them and hide everything else and then go home and be the peacemaker of the house like I was. And you just go on like that. It helps you stay in denial that everything is okay because everybody else thinks you're okay. So then you start to think that you're okay. And it all can change when you decide to make the decision to change. It's all in, so, it's a mindset. Right. It's a mindset. Yeah. We talk about the self-awareness, self-love, self-care, and then the mindset, it all turns back again to the mindset. What at what point, because I asked this to, to uh, many that have gone through um, somewhat similar, what, at what point did you decide, you know, uh, I don't want this anymore? Yeah, it no, was I don't a want very, to, I want to go, go set free. Yes, it was a very, very traumatic experience that I went through. My ex-husband had left me for a weekend to go out of town and didn't tell me, turned off his phone. And I was at the house with my two babies, a six-month-year-old and my three-year-old, and my stepsons who I raised. And he came home the next evening, hungover, and I was extremely upset. And I was holding my six-month-year-old daughter, and my son was there, and I was yelling at him, demanding answers. And he was ignoring me and getting ready to get in the shower. And I pushed him from behind to listen to me. And he turned around and kicked me in my chest when I was holding my six-month-year-old daughter. And as I fell, he kicked me in my chest and I fell to the ground. I dropped my daughter and I turned and I saw my three-year-old standing there crying and screaming, looking at me. Witnessing the whole thing. And at that very moment, I remember I had a That's it. I was like, no more. No more. I'm not going to bring my kids around this. They're not going to see me being treated this way. This is not going to be their norm. 
this was my stepson's norm. This is not going to be their norm. And I had no idea what I was going to do. I had never lived on my own. I had only lived with my husband since I was 20. I was working three days a week. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do, but my mind had changed. That's what started it. And that's from that point on, it was just action. I was determined to find a way to start over with my children. And I didn't no, turning back. no, I didn't handle it all correctly because I'm not perfect. And, you know, there's things that I could have done differently, but I made sure that things changed for me and my children. And that's exactly what happened. And the moment you decide that something's going to change is the moment it does change. And the moment wow. you stop affecting certain treatment and behavior is the moment that it changes. That's the moment when you discover yourself and say, no more of this, enough of this. And you, you obviously, uh, from the way it sounded, that you didn't have a solid plan yet. And you just want to go, you know what? I don't want to feel this way because I'm physically tired already, emotionally tired already. But I know I'm self-worth. Uh, I know my worth, my self-worth, basically. It and wasn't then I, even actually about how I felt. I figured uh -huh. out my why. My why was my children. Um, it wasn't. So there is a, a solid, a solid, yeah. really foundation where you want, I'm going to work from here on, and this is the purpose of it. This is my goal. Even though that you said that you didn't do it correctly in some way, but you know what? We're all humans. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. My intent was, um, was right. And, you know, all I have to say to women that are in that situation is that, if you want to find a way, you will find a way. And, and it doesn't matter what, you've, what you have, how much money you have, or who you have there to support you. If you want to find a way, you will find a way. And there is help out there. There are organizations. And I was very blessed enough to be able to have my best friend and my sister there by my side who did support me. But, um, you know, I was in denial still about the, the extent of abuse that I was enduring until after I left. And that's another huge thing is to having to deal with your recovery because you have, to, you have to heal in order to start over. It's not just leaving the physical place that you're being abused in. It's actually also changing the mental state that you're, you've been used to being in. So it's a cycle, surviving it, you know, you're in denial. And then yeah. after that, you change your route and then you said, no more. The pivotal point of that was, you know, the physical contact, the physical. Mm -hmm. And then seeing your kids were also part of the victims. Witness, right? Witnesses, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Witnesses and the victims as well. And then you said, no, that's enough. That just scratched everything. So you made yourself clear, this is, I'm going with no turning back. And that's where you, you overcoming that, right? Challenges. Yeah. Now you're talking about the process of healing. Tell us about that a little bit. Share with us. Well, how are you, how did you do that? I lived in guilt and for a long time because I blamed myself. I, um, you know, my ex-husband is a very toxic person and I let him place his, his, manipulation on me. I, I let that take place for a long time. And I had another mind shift moment about five months after I left where I was just, you know, he had the kids and I was alone in my apartment 
And, you know, I'm not, I wasn't used to being alone. I was used to coming home from work and having a house full of kids and people that needed dinner and homework. And, you know, I just, I didn't know how to be alone because I didn't know the woman that I was alone with. And it was very scary for me. Wow. You know? Right, right. That's so, very true, right? Because you're yeah. finding yourself within that process of healing as well. Yeah. I had no idea who I was. And I was, I started drinking and going out and trying to like cover up my feelings. And that got very old, very quickly for me. And so, so I had a moment my, I was alone in my apartment and I was crying and I saw my reflection and my TV. And I just remember looking at myself thinking, what am I doing? Like, look at this house that I provided for my kids by myself with nothing. Look at how far I've come. And um, I, I just, I decided to forgive myself and to let myself be happy. And um, mm. I think that it's there just is. very important to have alone time and reflection right. and really, really face the truth for what it is. Right, grounded with the truth. So emotional resilience, like I mentioned, uh, the, the mental immunity, you know, becoming mm -hmm. part of that. It is what, it is what happens when you know, you condition uh, the minds to not only expect, you know, like, hey, fearful thoughts and what, what have you not, um, uh, challenges. Like you said, you are alone. You're trying to find yourself too, right? But to tolerate when, when you know, this, and then you try to avoid the pain, recognizing that, hey, you know what? It's going to be part of this process of healing the journey, part of the building blocks to become and give you strength more, the better me, the new me. Um, you have lived through this, right? You yes. found this through the inward, through such powerful self-love, self-awareness, and you are seeking that, um, living your life completely grounded with, uh, with the truth, with your truth. You know, you, you say, okay, I don't want to become a prisoner anymore and limit myself from what other people think. This is me, the new showing, right? You, yes. You're immune to this pain. You're experiencing this. And you resist denying the, the thoughts, action by pulling yourself out there. And by the way, you're looking like, inside like the circumstances and observing yourself believing that okay finally this is reality maybe meaning that while you're observing yourself then you you're able to evaluate identify what really matters to you now in your life is this truly what i want is this truly what i need in my life right now overcoming those fears of doubt personal conflicts inside yes and, a, and another yes and another big thing is recognizing the p other people's opinions that you were allow allowing to be dumped on you. I had to sit down and look and see, look at who's the, who these people are and their opinions. Why am I taking it to heart? Cause look at who they are. You know, my ex-husband's a very toxic person. Why am I letting that manipulate any of my decisions right now? And I, I really did learn to stop caring what other people think because I know my heart. I know my intent. You're the one who's working hard to build you. Yeah. you know, nobody else is helping I, you to build you. Instead, they're damaging you, right? I don't know anybody in explanation. I don't need to justify anything exactly. to anybody. And I learned how to stop caring. And when I did that, when I stopped caring what everybody thought about me, I was free. I was liberated from that. Exactly. And I, yeah, I was free to be happy. And I think that's a huge step because talking to many women, I have realized that so many women one of the reasons they tell themselves in their self-talk is what will people think of me if I leave? What, if, what will people think of me? What will my family, what will his family say? What will my friends say? 
they don't know. Like you have to stop worrying about other people's opinions of you. Um, cause you can't live your whole life pleasing other people. You can't, you can't. It is very, very crucial, very important to build that, that, that solid foundation of your self-awareness, the self-love, um, from, 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 you know, to growing into, into the new you, you know, to yes. grow and continue growing because it is very important. You know, you don't have time for that. You don't, you're wasting your energy to do yes. that. I'm validating what you said. I'm, I'm echoing what you said. You know, it is so true. A lot of us, I mean, including myself, sometimes I think, oh my gosh, but that was the young us, right? The young self. Sometimes we say, oh, maybe I'm pleasing this. I'm pleasing the family members this, but you know what? At the end of the day, they're probably going through the same thing that we're going through. And, some and why are we leaving the block, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I want to build me to become a better me. There is a daily mantra that I think we all should keep, you know, that we are personal thing, that we all should uh, taking pledge to ourselves. Like I call it mantra daily. Every morning when we wake up, I wake up and I say, I want to become the better me. How can I get, uh, how can I, you know, uh, uh, make impact to myself, to others around me? I mean, that's just a small thing. But you know what? When you build from that self, uh, self-awareness self or self-love or self-recognition, recognizing that, you can grow. Yes. Yes. I. Uh, it was that moment that I decided to forgive myself. It was that moment when I turned my pain into a purpose. And I had kept my journals I love for that. 10 years. 10 years I wrote almost every day that I was married. And I, I pulled out the box and I started reading everything that I wrote. And, you know, this is why I tell women that sharing is an integral part of healing because for so long yes. I didn't share my story and I forgot about things that happened to me because I never talked about it. And when I was reading my journals, I was like, oh my God, you really did endure this. You went through this. And that's, yeah, that's what motivated me to write my first book, Telling My Story. Uh, raw confessions, um, my journey to empowerment, uh, um, raw confessions of heartache to healing, my journey to empowerment. And it was- Tell us a little bit about that. that, Yeah, tell us a little bit about when did you write that as part of your healing process, obviously from your uh, marriage and uh, all of that, you know, going through the process. Tell us a little bit about that book. Uh, Uh, The book is poems that I wrote for 10 years. I, I- put I compiled them and I put certain ones together that tell my story and these are poems I wrote when I was in the marriage when I was being abused after I had my kids after I left and I put them together to tell my story and I have them split up into three chapters of my life the three different phases of my life and um, I I published the book self-published it and immediately um I started posting up poems and immediately women were resonating with them and reaching out to me. And, you know, I was just this single mom living in a small town, um, trying to make it on my own. And all of a sudden I had women like asking me for answers and telling me how much I meant that the poems meant to them and that they can resonate, that they were in abusive marriages. And it really turned it gives you a greater yeah, it gives you a greater something inside, right? Like, oh my gosh, that's my purpose. Yeah, I felt right. like falling from that. Right. And then, uh, tell us about the book, uh, you know, as far as... Um, to you know, Love you, Again? You, yeah. Yeah. The second the book. book I wrote, um, it's really a reflection I did of one year I reflected. Um, so many women were messaging me 
asking me how I didn't come out bitter, why I wasn't angry, how did I forgive, how did I love, and um, I reflected on that for a year because I felt like I was still learning how to do those things, but the questions that were being asked of me made me self-reflect um, on those things, and so to love again is a reflection of how I learned to remain open to love after heartache and childhood trauma, and I reflect on the six lessons that I learned um, to do that, and a big part of it is to learn to love yourself. When you start learning to love yourself, it changes your whole perspective on love and what you settle for and what you put out and how people treat you. That's the self-awareness, self-love, and then yes. self-everything that, you know, it, it boils on back again to the mindset, the way that yes. we, because the mindset is um, the brain, of course, function as a, as a CPU, central processing unit, right? Everything comes down to that. Um, what are the biggest challenges that you, um, um, you know, that you uh, face, I guess I should say, uh, when you're talking to women, and then I, I know that you kind of touched base already a little bit on that, uh, how come you're not, you know, bitter about this, how come you're not just... What are the, the common, other common uh, challenges um, that you face when you went through the healing process, I should say? Letting go. I have a problem letting go, letting people go because I was abandoned by my parents and I know how it feels to be discarded. And so subconsciously, I have a really hard time letting people go in my life. Um, I feel guilty for it. And it's something that I battled with internally all my life. But from this experience, I have learned that it's absolutely necessary to let people go that are toxic to your peace and well-being because you have to make room in your life for positivity. You can't fill your life up with positivity when you're surrounded by toxic, negative people bringing you down. You have to let go and you can love people from a distance and it's okay. You don't have to feel guilty for it. And that was one of the hardest things for me to learn to do. Now, do you also, I mean, I can imagine that you have a support system. Can you tell us about that and share with us the support system? Yeah. How does it work with you and through the healing process? And I, how do you select them? You know, I'm I mean, I obviously. about people I surround myself with. I don't have many friends just because my time is very limited, but I'm very careful about what energy I let around me because energy is contagious and oh, absolutely yeah and so my support system consists of my best friend my sister my grandma my boyfriend and those are my my the main people that I Your go kids. to yeah my and kids but I don't but when I talk about support I mean like people that I could trust with advising me appropriately and confide to yeah. Right. Now, um, I know that you've written books. How many books have you written already? A couple of them, right? I have two published books and one ghostwriting pro project that is almost completed that will also be published. I was going to ask you, usually authors will, will have more books, more books upcoming. Can I'm you share a little bit about that? Oh, oh, or not yeah. yet? Oh, no, not, not yet. yet. I can't. I, can't I know, I know. Maybe <laughs> just a little bit. Just maybe just a little bit, not the title, maybe just a little bit like maybe a similarity of, you know, uh, you know, give us, give the audiences, whoever that's listening out there, you know, a little bit. Uh, you know, there was something about that, that um, it, it just shows the power of attraction is that when you put yourself out there, 
you won't necessarily know how it's going to be done or what's going to happen, but things will just be drawn to you. People will show up, circumstances will start appearing opportunities. And here I was just a single mom, just publishing my own books and a friend of a friend knew somebody that was looking for a ghostwriter and connected me to this um, successful entrepreneur who wanted to write his own autobiography. And so I followed him around for six months and did weekly meetings and we're now towards the end of his autobiography and it's going to be published within the next month. And from there, I started, yeah, from there I started getting other opportunities coming to me of people who wanted to write their own books but didn't know how to go about it. So from there, I became a writing coach. And now I coach um, most women clients through the whole process of writing their own book. And um, it's so fulfilling to me to help other women share their story because my motto is the integral part of healing. So it's very fulfilling for me. Uh, do you find that, um, I, I know you find it fulfilling, do you find that within, um, you know, something that you're going to be a career later on, or is just part of everything about sharing Rivera? Uh, um, the author, yeah. or the coach, write yes. everything, the ghost writing and all of that, yes. right? Yes. I, I plan on being able to one day do this full time so that I could totally live my purpose. Um, but it's something that I don't find it to be work. It's not something that I find it obligating to do. It's something that I love to do, you know? So I, I really encourage women who are trying to heal to find one thing that you would do, even if you weren't getting paid to do it and just continue to do that because that's what will fill your cup. Right. So focus on one thing, right? At a time, uh, even though there's, a lot of things that we women can juggle around, you know, like yeah. crazy. But well, one thing that you just love doing that you wouldn't get paid to do, just one thing you would love doing regardless if there's money involved. You know, we all have, we all have gifts and, and talents that are yet to be discovered, you know, that we give our time to everybody else except ourselves as women. And it's so important to give well, do yourself I know that? time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do I know that? Mom. When you become a mom and you become a wife, you tend to just self-sacrifice so much for your family and you forget about yourself and you can lose yourself in that process, you know? And so it's so important to just remember yourself every day. Remember that you need to give yourself time too. And that's not being selfish. That's just necessary to be really happy. Right, right. So I can imagine that you already have a circle as well, uh, as far as not just an author's, you know, a circle, but also, um, you know, your, your clients, potential clients that are like, oh my gosh, you know, she is a coaching, you know, writing and everything. And then how's your ghost writing, uh, um, you know, uh, venture going as far as that, that passion as well? Oh, it, it's almost, I'm almost completed. I, I don't have any ghostwriting projects to, after this one is done. And I don't know if I'm going to pursue that again, just because it's very extensive. Um, it's a very yeah. extensive thing to do. And I find it a lot more fulfilling to coach someone to write their book and help get the creative juices flowing and writing outlines for them and letting them tell their own story and editing it and, and coaching them through that rather than just writing it for them. 
Yeah, I think um, a lot of us, I mean, I've been seeing an overwhelming numbers of just individuals, uh, you know, successful business uh, owners, entrepreneurs, or what have you not, starting to want to write their own books. Mm-hmm. And so what, what are the advice? Right. What are you, um, uh, if you have one, what are your av- advices on, you know, where to go? Is it self-published? Would it be going through some uh, uh, publishing company? Would that be just a waste of time, waste of money, invest your money? What do you I think? I think right now, the way the market is designed is um, going through a publishing company and scouting for an agent to accept your book is a lot of time. It takes a lot of time away from your book. And I think it is crucial to write and get it done instead of procrastinating and waiting for somebody to accept your book. You know, um, that you can use that as an excuse and it can prolong it and then you lose the momentum. So for me, you know, I didn't want to lose the momentum. And so I self-published and I'm, I'm very um, knowledgeable of the whole self-publishing process. It's learning the marketing techniques that's where right. you have to invest in yourself because people think like I did, Oh, I'm going to publish a book and everyone's going to buy it. No, it doesn't work like that. No. <laughs> There's a lot of work behind that. You're the yeah. driving force yourself, you know, okay. Yeah. You're the driving force is this and this, right? You yeah. gotta have to, to think about it. You gotta have, because you know, there's nothing better to, um, to, uh, um, send, send out your messages you know, from your writings than yourself speaking from the heart. Yep. I mean, I always tell that to my girlfriends also. It's like, you know, you cannot just, you know, um, you know, publish a book and then that's it, you know, let's sell it. <laughs> no, you got to have to speak about it, you know, like what you're doing right now. And then because we want to hear your story. And then it just, you know, I wrote down some notes here. And it's like, okay, <laughs> um, this is something that's compelling. So is there anything else that you want to add on to your story? I mean, you know, the relationship, the overcoming, the surviving, overcoming. And, um, you know, I'm really interested also, I know that we already touched base a little bit about it, the the part of the healing process. Is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think that. To those listeners, um, you know, women that's listening out there, you know, maybe because they've gone through and then they say, okay, what to do, especially, uh, uh, specifically like this. They, they want to get back to work, job force again. They want to get back again on their feet. They want to, you know, single moms or the kids, for example, where to start. You know, there's a lot of resources out there. I understand. Um, is there any advices that you want to add on and extend to us? Yes, of course. So in my new book, To Love Again, I outline specific things that I have implemented into my daily routine to help me stay focused and to create change in my life. And I do this consistently every single day and I outline outline those things but one of those things is to get clarity in your life that's why a one-on-one with yourself is so important check in with yourself what is it that you want in life and write it down and then break it up into smaller pieces that you can attack and deal with and I create three month um goals for myself on calendars that I hang up in my room where I could see it every single day of what I want to accomplish in those three months. And I break it up into physical goals, professional goals, and personal goals. And I have that in my room every single day. And I look at it every single day and it helps me stay focused. And the other thing that I really address in my book is to keep filling your cup every day. And that means giving yourself 
30 minutes a day, work out. If that, even if you have to get up at four in the morning or five in the morning or go to bed after, you know, late at night after your kids are asleep, work out and eat healthy because what you put in your body is going to determine how you feel. When I was married, I would be so depressed. I would eat fast food all the time, you know, with my family and it affected me. It affected the way that I felt as a woman. I felt lethargic. Mm -hmm. I felt bad about myself. And it's so important to take care of yourself because if you don't change something in your daily routine, then that's going to, what's going, that is what is going to be reflected in the outcome. If you want to change your life, change something in your daily routine. As simple as said, but it is very true. It's very highly effective. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. (laughs) That's true, right? (laughs) Great, great personal advice um, from, you know, someone who's experienced some of this and everything like that. I would love to grab that book, The Love Again. Here's two books, right? Do you happen to have your books nearby so we can show it to the audiences? I mean, to whoever. trunk. I should have asked you that earlier, right? Like, make sure that happens. Now, if I may offer information or refer you, because you're doing all of these things, uh, great things, by the way, inspirational things for others um, who are seeking your services, and how can we reach you? You know, do you you have websites? Yes, it's www.shereenrivera.com. That's S-H-A-R-E-E-N-R-I-V-E-R-A.com. And I have information about my my, uh, coach writing services, my books, and um, I'm now doing a lot of speaking events, and I'm very excited to announce that I'm going to be speaking at the One Woman Summit in Orlando, Florida, April. I'm super excited about it. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that because that's going to be a big event. And um, that will was you one include my- that also when you're posting and sharing stuff with us? Will you include that information? Yes. Who knows yes. that you know, somebody who's in Florida will, will be able to come? Yes, yes, it's a big summit for women, and that was one of my goals this year. And I spoke it out into the universe the first week. I, I told my coach, I said, This year, one of my goals is to speak at a summit. And literally, now two weeks later, I have booked the event to speak at a summit. When- Congratulations. When you ask the universe, the universe will respond yes. back to you. And yes, I totally agree with that. There. Yeah. <laughs> There's an energy out there. It is a mystery. Yes. But Your if you look up the power. star, <laughs> exactly. You are, yes. uh, when you look up the star, look up the sky, and then you just look at the stars and just grab one. If you can <laughs> look at one, because there's so many millions of stars up there in the sky. And always look up the sky. It's so magical when you say something and you see it manifesting in your life. It's just uh, magical. It's a, it's a, it's, I can't explain the feeling of power that you feel when your words come alive. Absolutely. I'm so happy for you. And I, I, you know, want to congratulate on all of your achievements. Thank you Um, You know, obviously, uh, yeah. And then just close to my heart, my dearing heart. Um, on your, you know, pulling out yourself and surviving, overcoming and going through and went through, through all of those things that you have gone through. Um, it's a very compelling story and very deep. And I really, really, really deeply appreciate that you share it with us. Uh, I know it takes um, courage uh, to share that kind of story to 
many now that we have technology right like internet and everything that we can always like posting and sharing and all of this stuff so i really appreciate your time i really appreciate you sharing the stories Thank that's you. really deep uh and raw and what are the uh, the names of your books again sharing well, again i know book, that my first book is raw confessions of heartache to healing my journey to empowerment and my second book is to love again and um also i i I wrote an article last week called about letting go. And I speak about very personal experiences that I've had letting go with my parents being, um, I talk about, you know, them being homeless and me having to sever ties with them and other people that I've let go. And it got published in an online magazine called ourfrontcover.com. So if anybody wow. wants to read that, um, it's a very powerful article. I've had a lot of good feedback from it. And if you are out there and you, you are going through similar experiences where you're having trouble letting people go, I highly encourage you to read that article. It's on ourfrontcover.com. Now, is that going to be available on your website yes, as well? Yes, it will be available on my website. It's, it's, it's already published, right, in, in this article? It already? just so it's still up congratulations there. yes thank, thank you, you. Well, congratulations thank see you. when um the universe respond back to you because the first week you already asked it <laughs> and then they just said okay yep. we're gonna give abundance to you back because you, ask what you ask you shall receive <laughs> i'm into that i'm yes. into that yes. well time flies when you're having fun right <laughs> too much fun with you. <laughs> well thank you sharing you're so thank beautiful you. Uh, inside and outside Thank for joining you. and sharing your incredible inspiring stories uh, which I hope to resonate to many listeners out there and audiences out there after all we women are the catalyst to greater things in this planet we know that whether we know it or not, such as yourself. So thank you all for, uh, thank you for all you do and services extend um, to many by the healing process that you're doing. Um, thank you for those that are listening and Joy, hopefully that you are enjoying this, this episode. Share it, like it, tweet it out, Facebook, yes. like it. You know, all of the fancy stuff you all do daily. Get, get the word out there. <laughs> exactly. It fits your soul and feed the souls of your friends and others around you. Mm -hmm. And please don't forget to subscribe and join our community here also. And then please, for this lovely lady, Sharon Rivera, please visit our website. She has tons of immense information of all Thank that you need. You so I am Nikki Dare, your host. Thank you so much, beautiful. Please stay safe, stay vigilant until our next episode on We Talk. Collaborate, not competition. I really enjoyed this episode with you, Sherry. Thank you so I very much it. for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, likewise. From our passion to yours, I'm Nikki Dare, your host. God bless. Ah. Bye. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>
You have been listening to Nikki Dares Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's websites, education.nikkidare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. She also offers both private and group classes in firearms training, handgun, rifles, and shotgun for individuals and families and home invasion scenarios and her other outdoor activities and her passion for fitness and upcoming classes. Follow her on LinkedIn and her social media, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Pinterest, and Facebook. Or simply watch her tutorial videos. You can subscribe to her YouTube channel, Nikki Dare. All about her books and inspirational quotes can be found on her website, books.nikkidare.com. Check out her newest website, travel.nikkidare.com, for all travel resources, savings, and tips. Her calendars, both of living in purpose and passion, as well as her exclusive edition of Firearm Safety, are available for order on her website, NikkiDare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements, please email us at education at NikkiDare.com. Join her next time, living in purpose and passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare.